You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Right before we take a seat, I want us to do one thing. Um, we have been proclaiming Psalm 91 over ourselves and, and over the church and over the city and over the world. And today together, I want us to stand in honor of the word. We don't typically uh, stand, but really felt that tonight we should stand together, proclaim together the word of God. So we're going to speak out Psalm 91 together. It's going to be on the screen behind me. Um, this is in the passion version because we got some passionate people up in the 5 p.m., so we're going to let's let's speak this together over ourselves, over our families, over our community, over our city and over the nations. Are we ready? You with me? Psalm 91. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms are faithfulness, are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about any attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing, whether by night or by day. Demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the power of evil launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with a full life and with all I do for you, for you will enjoy the take a seat. Thank you, beautiful worship team. We'll have you right up here in just a few seconds. I'm going to preach a short, power-packed message in the name of Jesus. 
And um, I felt this word just burning on the inside of me, and I'm so excited to minister and be able to speak it out um, over us that are here and then over in the days to come as we listen to these messages to continue to bring faith and fill us up. The title of my message tonight is called Shine Brighter. Shine Brighter. This is going to be right, this is going to be real interactive, Okay. We're good? Yeah? Okay? All right. Don't get quiet on me. This is going to be great. We're going to have some fun together. We came to the 5 p.m. Come on. Matthew 5, 13 through 16 in the message version says this. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of the earth. If, though, if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Blatant, pretty blatant the scripture. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Be opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. In the NIV, it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's time to shine brighter. I am telling you, church, this is the best time as a Christian to be alive. This is our finest moment When adversity comes, this is time for us as Christians, as light bearers, to shine. And I know that I am speaking to the choir today. I know it's all of you that are the light bearers. So I'm speaking this as much into you, but also think about bringing yourself, the life bearer, out into the community and out into the world. We are going to shine in this hour. My first point is this, Christians shine brighter when darkness is present. Christians shine brighter when darkness is present. There is a distinction between Christians, followers of Jesus, and non-Christians. I know that sounds like, ouch, what? We're not all, but the Bible is very clear that there actually are some distinctions between us um, as Bible believers, the people that have accepted Jesus into their heart who are following Jesus and people that haven't yet. In fact, God makes over 24 references to the word distinction in the Bible. You don't look like you believe me. I will name a few. Psalm 4.3, but know that the Lord has set apart for himself and given to distinction to him who is godly. The Lord listens and heeds when I call to him. Malachi 3.18, then once more you will see that I make a distinction between the righteous and the wicked. Exodus 8.23, I will make a distinction between my people and your people. Exodus 9.4, but the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. There is a, disti- there is a distinction with Christians. That's just a few of them. There's over 24. There's bunches in the Bible that you can look up. Um, But there actually is a difference. Do you know that I believe that Christians having a distinction, we speak different. 
We have peace differently. We get consoled differently. We're supported differently than a non-Christian because we've got Jesus. We've got the Holy Spirit inside of us ministering to us. So this, for us, it's now time to actually live out what we say we believe as Christians. You know, we come here week after week. We study the Word of God. We are, are, are you know, be looking to, to the Word of God and receiving the Word of God. But this, you know, when adversity hits, that's when we get to live it out. We don't just, we don't just learn it. We live it. And when adversity comes, when darkness comes, then we have an opportunity to live out everything that we have been taught. So things like our language begins, we we don't sound like the people of the world. We sound different. We, We see and we know fear, but we speak faith because we're Christians. You know, I began to realize that in times of adversity, um, because, you know, darkness, things you heard from Pastor Mike, um, we, we're, we're, we're part of it. That We don't get to all of a sudden, you know, the virus is that, no, none of you will face that. It, the Bible doesn't say that. We face darkness. We're tested. We're in testing times. But we've got a different way. We've got a different way to live. And I began to think about this. I began to get super excited because I have a bent of optimism on the inside of me. I believe it's a Holy Ghost bent. And I began to think about, um, as soon as things, darkness started to come in, I started thinking, oh my goodness, there's so many things that we could do now because, you know, there's all this chatter of fear and there's all these things happening in our world. And it was so funny because I called my sister and she lives in Ecuador and, um, and, and we're chatting oh, about what's going on. And then we're going, oh, you know what we should do? We should buy plane tickets. Plane tickets are going to be so cheap. Oh my goodness, plane tickets are going to be so cheap right now. My sister was researching buying a plane ticket so she can come to Cherish Conference this year. It's like usually a thousand bucks. She's like, it's 400, Stacey. I'm like, bye, bye, bye. And so she's looking at plane tickets. And the next thing you know, she's, she's telling our family, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm in the supermarket and I'm buying all these goods, not just for my family, but you know, the poor, you know, it's a hard time for them. They're always on, poor people are surviving. Imagine what happens when crisis hits. So she's buying all these groceries going, no, what we could do for people. We could bring and we could minister to people. I'm going to go out and buy all these goods. And then I, um, my, my brother who and his wife and three kids live in Italy. And um, so we're keeping up with them, what's happening there. And it was so funny because he sends us these videos and we have a family chat together. And he sends us this video of him going, yeah, we're at this store. We're, you know, we're under quarantine. So we're at this store and, 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 I, and he's got this huge handful of like bread, cheese, wine. Like he's making charcuterie boards. He's like, best communion ever. Spirits high, totally okay. He's like, we get to be, we get to be atmosphere changers. He's speaking that from Italy. Then I'm talking to my parents, and my dad's like, yep, you know what? Funny things are happening here in Ecuador. We can't meet together in church, and I'm going to preach from Facebook Live for the first time. I love it. He's preaching on the radio. He's preaching on Facebook. I love it. I was here and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, okay, what else could I do? And then I'm like, oh, this would be the perfect time to buy stocks. I'm like, financially, I'm like calling Jim O'Connor, wealth manager. What a great time to be a wealth manager. People are getting nervous and scared, but Christians are distinct. We look at the perils of the world, but we, we can live opposite. 
And I don't mean to make light of the fact that real trouble has hit our world. And we're going to get into that in a bit. I know that some businesses thrive and other ones have, have stopped up for the moment. And we're going to pray and believe. We as Christians... We're, we're all in that flow, but as Christians, we can work together. We can serve together and see breakthrough for people. And so I just knew that we can, there's a different way to perceive and look at the world around us. Does that make sense, church? Okay. We have been given the power to shine. In Luke 10, 19, it says, Behold, I have given you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means hurt you. Come on. How good is the word of God? We've got all this darkness, but nothing by any means will hurt us. So we don't escape hard times, but we are people of distinction. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardness, of craven and critching and fawning fear. He has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. This is what we get to have as Christians. We're distinct. Why are we distinct? Why, why do we have these differences? Because as Bible-believing followers of Jesus, we have what the world doesn't have. We have the spirit of the living God on the inside of us. We've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, guiding us, ministering to us. That's, that's our edge. That's what makes us distinct. Okay, point number two. Christians speak faith. Christians speak faith. Faith is not faced unless it's tested with the opposite. In order to have faith, you've got to run up against some opposition. So we've got opposition, so now we get to turn our faith switch on. Isaiah 50, 19 in the Amplified Version says this, So as the result of the Messiah's intervention, there shall reverently fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and put him to flight. For he will come like a rushing stream, which the breath of the Lord drives. We have the breath of the Lord fighting on our behalf. When darkness comes in like a flood, the standard that is being risen up against the enemy is the Lord himself. We evoke the Holy Spirit from the inside out. Out of our hearts, the Bible says, our mouth speaks. I actually kind of find that interesting because you would think out of our mouth, our mouth speaks. <laughs> out of our mouth, our mouth speaks, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that out of our hearts, the mouth speaks. So I have to ask the question, what's in our heart? What belief system is in our heart? Because whatever we believe in our heart is going to come out of our mouth. And I want to say this, some of us need to be aware of the chatter that's coming out of our mouths. Is the chatter coming out of our mouths one of fear? Then what is my belief system? Because if I've got the Holy Spirit in me and I have a belief system of faith, why is fear coming out? And if we find fear coming out, then we need to cast it out. And we need to receive again the faith of God through the Holy Spirit. 
Proverbs 4, 18 through 23 says this, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. The Passion Version says, but the wicked walk in thick darkness, like those who travel in a fog and yet don't have a clue why they're stumbling. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. When we guard our heart, we guard our belief system. We guard the fact that we've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And if anything comes out that is not through the power and the Spirit of God, we recognize it, we tell it to leave in the name of Jesus, and we receive the power of the Holy Spirit that has been promised us. We speak faith. You know, talking about speaking faith, um, I was just going about my, you know, normal daily life, and so, of course, I found myself in the nail salon, and... I thought, well, nobody will be there. This is awesome. I'm going to get some great attention. It's going to be great. And so I go to the local nail salon, and, um, and I'm sitting there, and I just began to notice the girl that was doing my manicure. She was chatting with me, and I could just see fear in her eyes. I could see it. And uh, I just said to her, hey, how you doing with everything? And she's like, oh, I don't know. She goes, I don't know. How, she goes, are, do, are you scared? Are you scared? Do you ha- are, are you fearful about what's happening? What do you think about what's happening? Like it just took one opening line to find out that fear was on the inside of this girl. And I just looked at her and I said, sweetheart, it's all going to be well. We're going to be just fine. I'm not scared at all. And she kind of looked at me and she kind of perked up. She said, really? And I said, Yeah. I said, we're going to be just fine. I didn't get all super spiro and begin to speak in tongues or a language that she doesn't understand or, you know, tell her about, you know, the Holy Ghost. And, you know, I just looked at her. I looked her in the eyes and I said, sweetheart, we're going to be fine. I said, look, I believe in Jesus and I know that this is going to pass real quick and we're going to be just fine. You're going to be fine. And she looked up at me with these big eyes like, you're right. You're right. You could see hope begin to rise in her because we have speech that's opposite of the world. Our speech sounds different. Then I'm going up in the elevator in my building, and uh, there was a worker, a construction worker, in the elevator with me, and he just looked at me, and he said, how you doing? I said, oh, I'm doing great. And he goes, really? He goes, are you not scared about, about what's happening? I go, no, I'm not scared at all. And he goes, really? And I said, this is going to pass. We're going to be just fine. And he looked at me. He goes, you're right. We are going to be just fine. I said, yeah, let's live that way. We have a different kind of speech. Point number three, when we shine, people are helped and God is glorified. This is the simple truth of the Bible. God doesn't make it all that complicated. When we shine, people are helped and God is glorified. I love it at the end of Matthew 5, 14 through 16 that we read before about being light to this world. It says, by opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. How interesting is that? As we talk to one another, as we engage our community as best we possibly can, and I'll talk to anyone that's around at this point, being the extrovert that I am. And so as we engage with people, we talk about life, but they find God. How interesting is that? 
Why? Because we are light bearers. We've got the Holy Spirit inside of us just by us opening up. People see godliness. I love it. It says, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and they glorify your Father in heaven. I find that interesting. When we open it up, it says that, that they see our good works and glorify him. That means we got some work to do. They're going to see good works. we got to be working. we got some good work to do. It's, it's faith with works. Not faith without works. Faith with works is alive. That's true faith. Faith and works. You know, I told this story, and I'll just tell it real quick, um, the other day um, in one of the offering messages, um, speaking of faith and works. And um, I um, had randomly opened up my mail and got this bill in the mail. And it was a bill from a medical company and um, about some, uh, some treatments that I had had two years ago. So this bill was like $2,700. And I get this bill, I'm like, this is a bill for $2,700 from two years ago that I'm being charged right now. So right away I look at it and I'm like, oh, no, you didn't, devil. I'm like, you're not gonna rob me. How many know that we need to be aware of when we're being stolen from? And I'm like, a bill like that that comes out of the blue has all the markings of Satan's little fingerprints. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And so I grab that bill and I look at it and I go, I, I say to you, Bill, you are null and void. You are null and void. I want double for my trouble. I'm not going to be paying this bill in the name of Jesus. But how many people know I didn't just speak to the bill? I did not just prophesy to the bill. I had some calls to make. And so then I, after I prophesy and I speak and I cancel the devil, I get on the phone and I call. I call the, the doctor's office. And of course, the doctor's office blames it on the insurance. And I call the insurance and the insurance blames it on the doctor's office. And so I'm going back and forth and I'm getting mad because I'm a human. Just in case you think that Christian pastors don't get mad, we do. We are human natures like everyone else that we have to make sure we don't go over the edge and come back into alignment with God. But anyhow, they made me mad. And so I have these conversations and then I'm like, no, this is not okay. And so I call the third company and I, I, I find this number, that's the, the billing department. I call the billing department. The billing department says to me, oh, well, this is what they did and this is what happened two years ago and then we didn't get the bill till now and so that's why you're getting it now. And I go, who's they? And they're like, oh, your um, doctor's office outsources to us the billing company. So now I got three agencies. And I'm like, aha. But here's the difference. On that call, I felt a little Holy Spirit. I felt a little Holy Ghost. And so all of a sudden, Wendy's talking to me. Bless you, Wendy. And I, I've got Wendy on the line. And Wendy says, Miss Capaldi, I'm so sorry, but this is, the, and so I said to her, I said, Wendy, here's the thing. I'm going to need you to help me because um, I'm not going to be paying this bill. Um, and so I'm going to need you to help me make sure it's null and void. And she's like, um, I don't, I said, yeah, Wendy, can you make the calls for me? Can you help me? Because I'm not going to be paying this, this bill. And she says, you know what, Stacy or Miss Capaldi? She says, um, okay, I'm, I'm going to make some calls. I'm going to see what I can do to help you. And I said, I really appreciate that, Wendy. And so uh, she says, I'm going to see what I can do, and I'm going to call you tomorrow. She calls me the following day. 
which is surprising from a billing department. And um, she calls me, she says, Miss Capaldi, um, I went ahead and I made every call that I could and I wanted to let you know that we're gonna go ahead and take $2,000 off um, the bill uh, for all of your you know, trouble, all the things. They don't ever actually say what they did wrong, but okay. And, and they said, you know, so you just need to pay about you know, $600. And I'm like, oh, Wendy. Wendy, I told you that I wanted this bill to be null and void. And she goes, oh, Miss Capaldi, I did the very best that I could. So I said, okay, all right. So I pay the $600, but that's not okay with me because the devil's got to pay for what he's trying to steal. And so after I hung up the phone, I, I, I prayed and I looked at God and I said, God, I want double for my trouble. This took time. This made me mad. I'm like... <laughs> Gotta be honest with Jesus. Come on. I said, I said, would you provide for me in a different way? I want this money to come to me. What was stolen from me comes back in a creative way. And so I still believed in my heart. And then wouldn't you know, the following day, I walk into our staff meeting and a beautiful couple in our church. Uh, call me and they say, Stacey, are you here at the staff meeting? They're not always there at the staff meeting. And I said, yes. They said, would you come to the lobby? We have a little something for you. And I walk out to the lobby and I see them holding this box, but it's not any box. This is, this is a box that has the name Louis on it. And I'm like, am I seeing a Louis Vuitton? What is happening? And this beautiful couple had heard from God that morning said, give this to Stacy. I love Bible-believing Christians that listen to Jesus. Hallelujah. And they obeyed that word from God that day and brought me this beautiful gift, thousands of dollars that I would have never bought for myself. And give me the gift on the day after I had just prayed creatively, God, thank you that I will have double for my trouble. I praise God for what He has done in my life. Faith and works is real. Faith and works is real. And so I wanna say this, as we are in what looks like this pandemic, epidemic, whatever we wanna call it, every name must bow to the name that is higher than any other name, the name of Jesus Himself. And this is our hour to rise. We will rise with good works. We will help one another. We will rise in our community. We will rise in our city. We will rise in our nation. We're going to pray. We as Christians, we're going to get through this. That's a given. That's a promise. We've read a lot of scripture that tells us that. We're going to get through this. But can we tonight walk out of here being the light bearers to the rest of the world? From this place, can we go out and shift an atmosphere, change a world? Do you know that the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts came? And when the Holy Spirit came, it came only to a hundred something people. And do you know that the Holy Spirit has spread throughout the earth? This is like, let's, let's live the book of Acts all over again. We are people that are filled with the Holy Spirit. And from this place, as we go out, let's minister the light of God to every person that we meet. This is our time to shine. I was reminded of the song from Rihanna, shine bright like a diamond. Now I don't recommend the whole song, don't listen to it, but anyways, shine bright like a diamond because do you know this? 
the brightest diamonds in all of the world are when light is trapped from the inside out of the diamond. The way we find diamonds is that they are covered typically with volcanic rock, blackness, darkness, sediment, all of these things. And when you crack off the darkness, you get to a gem. And then when you get to the gem, if light comes from the inside out of the diamond, it's its most valuable and it shines the brightest. I am telling you today, are we not more valuable than a gem, than a stone that's covered up with rocks? We will shine for the light of God. It's time for each and every one of us to shine from the inside out. The Holy Spirit on the inside of us shining out of every single one of us today. Come on, let's let everybody stand. Let's praise God in this place. Let's glorify God. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.